Hey guys, Nabil Khan here, and today's topic is something that's on people's minds more often these days, and it's been a misunderstood topic for most because of its very nature. It's in the heading, insurance, and you might already be here because you're thinking of cost-cutting, and of course, thinking about cutting out things that aren't bringing you a tangible benefit. Or you might have found a new sense of concern in light of these times around your insurance and about how much you really know about it. So in this video, I'm going to be covering step by step where you can consider saving money on insurance, what to use it for, how much you really need, what you might not need, and what you should be doing today looking ahead, so stay to the end of this video. How to relook at your personal insurance and save money up next. Hey guys, welcome back to Money Talks and if you're here for the first time, thanks for being here. Smash that subscribe button and send us some love by liking this video. Look guys, in good times, we do what we got to do. We pay for what we have to pay. But in challenging times, it's not that easy. And when debt repayments are piling up and job security is in question, then I kind of get why insurance is one of those why pay for things. So if you're looking to save, first things first guys, question. What is the most important insurance that you need? Now I cover the answer to that question in detail in my video, why are you wasting money on insurance? Guys, I'll leave a link to that in the description below. So go check it out for a refresher and then come back here because in today's video, we're going to be going step by step. So you might want context now or after, so watch this, then go check that out and then come watch this video again. So step one in re-looking at your insurance is to list your insurances from most important to least important. And if you're new to discussing insurance, then you might be thinking, guys, how do I know what that is? Well, the most important insurance is the one that's covering your biggest asset, not your house, not your car, not your business. It's you, the person who bought the house, the car and runs the business. It's your ability to produce an income. That's your biggest asset. So now that you've made that list, most important insurance to least important insurance that you have, let's take a look at step two. Look at each policy document to identify opportunities to save by assessing the purpose of the benefits on that policy. So you start with the least important on that list and then ask yourself the question, is what's insured here something that you can afford to lose? And if you lose it, you can cover the loss of that from your savings or income. Because if the answer is yes, then you probably don't need that insurance. But if the answer is, well, no, I can't afford to lose it, then fine, keep that insurance. But ask yourself, what has changed in the risk of loss in your life since the world has slowed down and life as we know it has changed? I mean, here's one for you guys. Seeing as you're not driving for the remainder of this month and probably next month, just downgrading your vehicle's insurance based on your vehicle's risk exposure can shave off up to 60 or 70% of your monthly premium. And that takes five minutes, guys, and you can always get it back up to where it was in a few months based on what your life is like then. Another one is household content, guys, and perhaps you've downgraded this before, but do you understand how household content insurance works? It works proportionately, guys. So if your stuff is worth 500K, for example, and your policy says that you're covered for 250K, then you are proportionately covered for half of all the things that you have. So for example, if your TV gets stolen and it's worth 25K, you are going to put in a claim and you're not going to be paid 25K. You're going to be paid half of that simply because the value of all your contents in the house was 500K and you insured half of the value of those contents. So it works proportionately. You'll get half of that number. 
So understand this, guys, and also understand the bottom line. Downgrading in these unprecedented times of emergency is still better than cancelling the more important insurance that you have. But be sure to understand that by downgrading or cancelling or saving on these things is exactly that. You're saving money, but you're accepting the risk of loss. On to step number three. Don't cancel your long-term insurance. Your long-term insurance is your life, disability, and severe illness, and here's why. If you are considering cancelling your long-term insurance policy, then you probably don't have it set up correctly in the first place. You'll probably notice that you have benefits falling away at age 65 for a reason unknown to you. You might find that you have benefits that are labelled comprehensive on that document, but in some policy documents, that just means that you'll get paid less than what you think you're going to get paid. You'll probably find that you don't even know what the product benefit names even mean, and so, of course, I get why you might want to be cancelling it. And some of you guys might think that I'm joking here, but I see this stuff regularly. People paying for these things for years and years and don't even know its purpose or how to use the insurance that they have. All they remember was a salesman talking about fitness and free things and shares linked to something that will give them financial freedom at a later point in time. And of course, it was cheaper if they bought into the other 12 products. But the reality is, guys, if you're thinking about cancelling your insurance at this stage, then you don't understand its purpose and you're about to compromise your entire risk strategy. So here's a reminder. You have insurance to cover outstanding payments and debts in three scenarios, life, disability and sickness. Cover taxes and estate liquidity costs if you pass away or get terminally ill and need to plan for the inevitable. To fund the loss of income in your household that's running your financial plan. To use that money to fund goals and continue your legacy. To pay for your kids' education. To fund a change in lifestyle if you suffer a severe illness. You might just want to take a break and make adjustments to your life and think about a lot of things. Your medical aid is going to cover the in-hospital bills, but not your day-to-day -day income. You could have this insurance to fund your business, to protect your shareholding, your partners, your profits in certain situations. So the question you need to be asking is, out of all of those reasons, what is most important to you? Because here's another reason to keep your insurance, guys. We are in a health crisis, a global pandemic, and the word is underwriting. Underwriting is the promise that you get for that insurance after a process of medical tests, after a process of identifying the risks of insuring you. So if you look at what's happening, guys, we're expecting a peak number of cases in September this year. This is most likely when medical services will be most prepared. And what's also happening amongst insurers is any new applications for additional insurance comes with a three-month exclusion clause on any claims that come from COVID-19. And this applies to all benefits, life, disability, income protection, and severe illness. And only benefits that you had before this pandemic won't have that exclusion, guys. So that being said, let's look at step number four. Take the time to understand your policy fully for the first time in relation to your financial plan, guys, because... Here's an example of one saving that you may want to consider. Question, do you need income protection if you have an emergency fund saved up of six months to one year's worth of salary? Perhaps, but think about this. Do you really need to pay for the seven-day backdated benefit on your policy that costs 30% more than having a one-month waiting period? I mean, surely if you have your own emergency fund up to one year's worth of salary, you've got your own back for the first month. Why pay extra on your insurance policy for no particular reason? Remember, the point of insurance is to cover your back while you don't have assets and incomes to back yourself. 
Now, guys, if your answer was, I haven't thought about it, or I have no idea what you're talking about, Nabil, then maybe my point is hit home sooner rather than later, and that's a great thing, guys. Start learning to ask better questions before you buy, because it's quite simple. Always visualize the situation. Understand the importance of why you're purchasing insurance. And you should never be because somebody else said that you should do it. And you know that it's the right thing to do, but, you know, it's one of those things that is just, uh, I mean, who wants to think about insurance? Guys, it's at times like these when you realize that if you look into cancel, if there was no purpose, no direction, no vision, and no point in having it in the first place, yet these things are so important, right? So another thing that you can do in step four, guys, is identify and understand how much that you are insured for and how much do you really need? Well, the answer is simple, guys. So when you start looking at this stuff, write this down. There's only three major scenarios. If you pass away, if you get disabled or impaired, or if you get a severe illness. So forget everything that's happening right now. Just write down each scenario and try to visualize what happens. If you are not here in that situation, how much money would you need per month and for how long? If the budget says that the expenses are 20,000 rand a month without you being there in that situation, then how many months does that need to last for? What about the kids' education? What type of education are you planning to send your kids to? And what would you like to leave as a legacy? And how much does that cost? So all you have to do is add up those numbers based on the logic of asking those questions and you've got a number. Then add some estate taxes and costs. Simple. Now guys, I'm not, I don't want you to learn to become a financial planner all of a sudden, but if you think about how many people don't even know how much they're insured for, that's just very disturbing. And really, all I want you guys to take away is that this is a simple exercise. It's a series of logical questions, and the sooner that you develop the skill and start looking at your insurances, the better you're going to structure your insurance. And it will be apparent to you that where there's no logical reason to have it, you don't need it, and you can save that money, and you can buy your own flight. So you can use that money that you save to survive a crisis. So let's recap this video based on what you need to be doing. List all your insurances with the aim to revise whether you need them. Revisit your understanding of why you took those out in the first place and whether you still need them. In severe situations, cancel or downgrade what you don't need. Don't cancel your long-term insurance. Relook at what you can reduce that you're wasting money on, especially things like add-ons. And most importantly, smash that subscribe button and continue to build your mindsets, habits, and education in your journey to financial freedom. And on that note, thanks for watching, guys. These are challenging times, and I am here for you to help you where I can. And I hope this video has empowered you to continue to live life on your own terms, to think more clearly, guys. Share this video to people that need to hear this message. Fill up WhatsApp feeds. Let me know what you thought about this video in the comments below. Leave your questions. Send me an email. Hit that like button. Stay safe. Take care. And I'll catch you guys in the next one.